America. Buck Sexton and America Now. Weekdays at 5. Information 1000 KSOO. And it's 414 here on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And we are joined in the studio today by Carmen Toft. She is co-founder of an organization called LEAD, which is Leaders Engaged and Determined. It is a grassroots organization formed to empower and encourage women to be actively engaged in politics. Uh, didn't you like how I took that right off your Facebook page? That's brilliant. That's what's what really why we put it on there. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> um, so, Carmen, uh, tell me, um, you have uh, organized this group. Tell us about what this group is and what your purpose really is. We started right after the election um, at happy hour, which is where all good ideas start. And we thought we were feeling sad and disheartened. And instead of sitting online and talking about it um, that way, that maybe we could get together in person and have these discussions in person. And so we put up a Facebook event and... um, about 100 people joined us on November 12th of last year. And we asked them, what do we need to make South Dakota better? And, and it was affordable child care and more of this and more of this and access to birth control. And it was just all of these issues that weren't partisan issues. They were women's issues. They were mm-hmm. economic issues. They were, this is what I'm nervous of or scared of. And we kind of came together, and part of it was engaging women in the political process because, as we saw in the last election, women did not do a great job of voting or showing Mm -hmm. up, particularly white women. And so that kind of became the basis of, I know how to do some grassroots organizing. Someone else knows how to do this. Someone else is um, well-versed in this area. So let's get people together, and if they want to know how to do it, then let's make that happen. So we started holding trainings on activism and writing letters to the editor or calling your representatives or going to visit one of the delegation offices in your town and how to have those conversations and how to be respectful and brief, but get your point across. And it's been uh, really exciting. Yeah. So now it's fair to say, Carmen, mm-hmm. that you are a, a, you lean left. I Does do. Characterize your, uh, your uh, political outlook philosophy for me a little bit personally or for lead personally we'll start with you personally see where we're going with this personally we'll start here uh personally i i identify with uh the democrats i was a hillary voter i was a hillary voter back um in 08 as well and i was very excited to see not only um the issues that i agreed with on her uh, platform, but also to have a woman in office, I thought would be incredibly historic and exciting and that kind of thing. Um, so that's where I was coming from personally. Yeah. So post-election, uh, all the liberals were crying in their deer, in their beers, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, so that's where it starts. <laughs> so now that you're in it, um, I've noticed your, you know, your mission statement and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. You talk about being open to all people. Absolutely. And, and whether your political philosophy, whatever, right? So the political, first, first of all, lead, um, seeks to engage women and advocate for women and girls, but not to the exclusion of men or um, anyone else. So we want to welcome all. And we came up with a set of core values that was justice, inclusion, and um, 
we try and put everything through that lens. So it's not necessarily a Democratic lens or a Republican lens or a moderate or a, or whatever. It was, do you also believe in inclusion? Do you also believe in justice? Do you also believe that people should treat each other with respect? Then you are welcome at any of our events. And we have done several, uh, we've done a couple panels where Casey Marshall has joined us mm-hmm. and she's a, a lovely moderate Republican. Uh, we've had Chris Langer and Deb Solholt on a, one panel about mm-hmm. reaching across the aisle. So we have sought to seek out differing opinions and trying to have a conversation because so much of what happens online is so um, fraught with rhetoric and partisan. And once you sit across from someone, you really have a chance to start a conversation. So you have uh, started with a Facebook page, had a gathering, got some trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the state of your organization right now? Right now we have right around 3,000 Facebook members. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, if you're a member of our Facebook and you take an additional action, that makes you a member of LEAD. So well, we'll say 3,000 members. We started a chapter in Brookings. Um, so we have a really um, active group in Sioux Falls. We're a state, we consider ourselves a statewide organization. And then we've started a chapter in Brookings. So they organize their own events. They set up their own socials. They do their own letter writing events, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have any money? We're working on the money part. Uh, okay. Well, honestly, we, we've come this far without it. We would yeah. absolutely accept money, but it hasn't been – the focus has just been running at a sprint to – if someone wants to do it, all right, let's figure out a way to do it. Uh, we started a candidate committee last evening that's going to last for a year with both legislative and municipal candidates. What does that mean, a candidate committee? A candidate committee. It's um, like a lot of things in LEAD. We – we made it up. We thought running for office is, can be incredibly isolating. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a way that we could incorporate a small group concept. So in addition to offering um, some advice or giving them access to an expert that they might not necessarily have access to, it's also a way to connect them with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a candidate support group? Kind of. Yeah, I can see that. And that, we- guy, that guy <laughs> yelled at me from the staff and he told me, he called me names. Hey, that I've been that, I've been yelled at. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> it is terrible. Um, but if you know that someone else is going through the same thing as you, it makes it less terrible because you're not, you don't feel so alone. Yeah. You have to trade those, those war stories to Absolutely. understand that you just got to fight through it. Right. I mean, you go out there, you know, you go out on the stump. Mm-hmm. expecting people to disagree with you, but sometimes right. you're not ready for... That's hard to do, go door to door, isn't it? It is. You're really putting yourself out there, your ideas out there, and then suddenly both you and your family are very visible online, and it mm-hmm. puts all of that out there. And that if you're just called to serve, that might not be what you had anticipated. Yeah, we're speaking with Carmen Toft. She is a co-founder and organizer of a group called LEAD, which is Leaders Engaged and Determined. Uh, which is uh, focused on getting more women actively engaged in politics. And uh, we're going to talk, Carmen's also recently been pretty outspoken about the activities and peer that have been in the news. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit after the news. Um, So what's your, what are your, do you have goals? Do you have some concrete goals? Because, you know, encouraging and empowering are nice words, but they don't mean anything really. So what do you, what do you want to have happen like in this next cycle? In the next cycle, uh, as far as we'd like to see, um, not necessarily the 
you know, we're not going to put up any bills or register a lobbyist in peer. But what we want to have is increase the number of women running for office, the number of people who are dedicated to our core values of justice and inclusion and that kind of thing um, running for office and then increase voter turnout because part of engaging women in the political process is getting them to show up in the first place. And as we saw at the last school board um, election here in Sioux Falls, the turnout's abysmal. Well, school board particularly, when they're running without anything else, right? it's terrible. But that doesn't mean that I I have no children and I just really enjoy voting. Yeah. So we need someone else to also find the enjoyment in the political process. Um, You've referenced this a little bit, but the, the legislature um, has become, uh, there are fewer women, it seems to me, in the legislature than there were maybe a decade ago Absolutely. or 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. What are the numbers these days? The no, I, that was not something I had written <laughs> down. But uh, they, they are worse than a decade ago. When you think about um, 2000. 10 uh, before the redistricting happened there was seemed to be um, a greater level of partisanship so Mm -hmm. you had more democrats and republicans in a nicer balance there seemed to be um, more women and then more women's organizations as well something like the south dakota advocacy network for women has gone by the wayside and that was around when i started in politics yeah um I think it's, I'm trying to remember the numbers. I I saw something that was like one in five legislators is a woman, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, 20%. That's, Mm -hmm. that's low. Mm -hmm. And it's low, uh, even compared to other states. It's just low. Yes. Um, So in the, in the next cycle, do you think that there will, you, you have these goals, but it's pretty hard to go backwards at this point in terms of the legislature, but that's not your only focus. Um, How's it going? You know, how, how are how are you uh, uh, your recruitment going in terms of candidates and interest? And in, do you feel like you're making progress already? Absolutely. We have a committee of folks that have been our candidate recruitment committee, and they've done about 115 uh, one-on-one coffees just with different people. And it has been not that I know what your platform is or I know what you're running for, but like, you seem like a really intelligent, lovely person. Would you like to meet? Is this something you're interested in? If Mm -hmm. not, do you know someone? And starting that, uh, and so it's not recruiting people to run for office isn't new. That's what other Um, organizations have been doing for a long time. But to say, we're not affiliated with a party, we are just, we want better, different ideas in peer, and we'd like you to be a part of it. Why is it, why is it hard for women in South Dakota? I mean, why are we underrepresented in local state politics? Why are women underrepresented? I don't know if it's uh, necessarily South Dakota, but you have a certain aspect of women are responsible for more of child rearing duties. Women um, have jobs that um, might be hourly or they might be teachers or they might be healthcare workers where you can't take off three months in the middle of the working year. Um, I know that was something Angie Buell had struggled with after she had become elected. It was difficult to find a job where you said, I have Mm -hmm. to take off 40 days between January and March. And so there's several things that kind of... um, a tribute, contribute mm-hmm. to why women aren't out there. And they're all good reasons, but how is that then reflected in policy and 
well, mostly policy. Do you see right. it reflected in what happens at the gov- in government? Absolutely, because the fewer women that are there, then the fewer women are at the table when decisions are being made, and it becomes a domino effect. There's a, a famous example from some... I really struggle with uh, touching things. Uh, uh, You know, they're like, here's the women's, the committee on women's health, and it's seven men sitting there. And you're like, that that isn't okay, and we need to have more women sitting there. And so how do you go about um, getting there? And then when we talk about um, what's happening in peer and the culture of sexism, so then I'm going to sit down with um, a lovely young woman and talk to her, talk her into running for office, and she's going to look at that and say, that's Mm. not something I want to be a part of. Yeah. We're here with Carmen Toft. She is one of the co-founders of a group called LEAD, Leaders Engaged and Determined, which is focused on getting more women involved in politics locally and at the state level and anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, And we're going to be right back after the news with Mr. Dan Peters, and we're going to talk more about Carmen's perspective on peer and some other stuff. So this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we are continuing our conversation with Carmen Toft. She is an organizer of a group called Lead, which is leaders engaged and determined. It is a grassroots organization formed to empower and encourage women to be actively engaged in politics. And we've been talking about Lead and their work, um, but you know, I noticed the other day, Carmen, that uh, you had an op-ed, as we like to call them, mm-hmm. in, in the newspaper. The newspaper is, I don't know where all you sent it, so <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Um, but it was, uh, it was pointed on the recent uh, news and revelations out of peer that started essentially on social media as a result of the, the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein uh, and all the, the recent fallout over uh, many, many, many now uh, uh, alleged sexual assault, sexual harassment, inappropriate touching, inappropriate behavior. It's just become kind of a wave. But you said in your op-ed, um, and just give me a second because I want to read just the first paragraph because I think it's pretty strong. This is by Carmen Toft. Recent news stories have brought to light sexual harassment, misconduct, and abuse happening in South Dakota legislature. However, these are not new issues. Rather, they are symptoms of the long-standing misogynistic culture in peer, and these symptoms are only coming to light as more women feel empowered to speak out. Thank you to the women who have come forward to address these issues long swept under the rug. Misogyny is a strong word. You yes. used that word on purpose, correct? I did. What were you trying to convey? Are you, I, what's your definition of that, and how does that manifest itself in what you're trying to say here. There there were so many ways of saying the same thing, that there, um, you know, I didn't want to say the old boys club and there, you know, are too many men and, you know, not all men are the same. And it was just to say there is a culture that 
exists in peer, that is partly because there is a majority of men who are lawmakers and who, um, whereas even though you're termed out after um, a couple years, you'll find um, lawmakers going back and forth between the House and the Senate, which is absolutely allowed. You have lobbyists who have made that their career and they're very good at it, but they're is a point where um, even women's rights organizations that I've worked for hire men to be their lobbyists because that is who other men speak to and speak with and make deals with. And so that is part of what I think um, when you look at Angie Buell's story, for example, that she... Um, Former legislator Angie Buell. Yes. Angie Buell O'Donnell. Yes. Sorry, Angie. And then she... Um, you know, she's no longer serving. Um, the representative that she referenced um, is also no longer serving. And she felt uh, able to tell the story. And she was like, oh, well, we were just in this group of people that happened to mostly be men and no one said anything. And I was like, that's all part and parcel of the, the issue of why um, women aren't speaking up or they don't think it's that big of a deal or in the case of um, lobbyist Samantha Spawn. Mm-hmm. Also in the, in a story, it, she also revealed her story on social media. Absolutely. We should say Angie Buell, Samantha Spawn uh, posted their stories right to Facebook. Yes. And then it, after that, then it blew up. Yes. Well, Angie, I believe, um, was part on CBS this morning, um, had shown different states and different stories coming to light. And she, um, mm-hmm. her Facebook post was highlighted there uh, in addition to um, local media. Um, but in Samantha's case, she has to go back to peer. That's her mm-hmm. job. She um, And so for her to say, I'm going to talk about this and then also hope that I am taken seriously and respected by my peers and my colleagues and I'm able to have conversations with legislators that are the same legislators from last year mm-hmm. or this year, I guess, this session, um, that I thought that needed addressing. And when the Argus leader had reported on their stories and then they had called over mm-hmm. 30, 30 um, mm-hmm. women who had served either currently or formerly. And for some of those women to say that I've never seen that, I don't, I, I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting to say, just because it hasn't happened to me doesn't mean that it, I, didn't, happen. it didn't happen. And that, um, and someone called out, well, it, you know, it's just Democrats that are doing this and it's this whole big conspiracy. And I'm like, that's... That was Steve Hickey. That's, uh, that was... Who's Chris probably Langer. listening. Hmm? Chris Langer. Oh, okay. Had, I didn't had, see that. Had also said that as okay. well. And uh, so to... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Representative Hickey, hello. Yeah, uh, hi, Steve. He's probably listening. listening. That uh, I wanted to continue this conversation and say, if you are just... Um, saying, nope, I didn't see it, it doesn't happen, then you are um, disregarding the the stories of your fellow peers, your your fellow human beings mm-hmm. out there. And that I found that pretty unacceptable. Um, even Matt Michaels said, um, I absolutely reject this out of hand. Yeah. Even well, though you have so many people who work in your capital saying, no, this is a this is a thing. This is a thing that happens. We're talking with Carmen Toft. She is the co-founder of LEAD, which encourages women to get into politics and uh, recently wrote a rather strong op-ed that was published in the Argus Leader regarding uh, the attitudes and culture in peer. Another thing that Matt Michael said, Lieutenant Governor, is he was interviewed on uh, Lori Walsh's show in the moment on South Dakota Public Broadcasting, and I heard him. He said that there is no culture of peer any more than there's a culture in any other town. And he dismissed that notion that, that peer is a place 
any different from Brookings, you know, any other town in South Dakota. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts is he isn't using the word culture correctly. Um, to say that there is a culture of misogyny or to say that there's a, a culture, I would say Brookings, abs- as a former jackrabbit, mm-hmm. I guess you're forever a jackrabbit. Um, there's a culture of Brookings that the town supports the bobcats and the jackrabbits and they also have a strong community sense. I mean, that's what culture means. And mm-hmm. so to say there's a culture of misogyny and peer, um, you could say there's a culture of drinking in the legislative session because so many of the you, – you do all your business at the Capitol during the day and then you leave. And so you um, go to Bob's Lounge and you get some popcorn and then you talk to some people there and then you go to La Minestra and have some drinks at dinner. And, oh, you see this person there and this person there. Mm-hmm. When I was there, we would have dinner with Megan Luther, who is a reporter at the Argus mm-hmm. Leader, and a couple lobbyists and Representative Angie Buell. And so you're also discussing some of your maybe strategy, maybe things that happened that day. And then you end up at karaoke at the Ramada, Ramcota. And all of those things are part of being in the legislature. And Representative Hickey had tweeted, then just don't go to those things. Mm -hmm. And that isn't an option if you're a legislator or a lobbyist who is committed to furthering your agenda or serving your constituents. That's part of being in peer. And that's what I mean by culture, that all of those things are connected. How much of this of there's sort of two strata here when we're talking about behavior of not just lawmakers, but state employees or uh, lobbyists, um, you know, everybody who's there for the Mm -hmm. session. uh, There's this notion of just sort of private interaction, uh, whether it be, you know, in in a hallway or whatever. And then there's out drinking. Mm -hmm. And how much does the. you know, and let's be serious. There's a lot of free booze Absolutely. in, in Pier mm-hmm. um, because there's no there's no there's no rule against it. How much do you think that alcohol really plays in some of the bad behavior that happens? I think it would be similar to saying alcohol plays a role in bad behavior on college campuses. Mm-hmm. That it plays a um, a role and maybe someone had referenced uh, corporate America. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the same as what happened in corporate, corporate America. Well, that's um, your staff meeting during the day is different than your behavior at the holiday party that has free booze at mm-hmm. it. So I think it, it exacerbates that. And you, um, I don't see that changing in, in peer or the corporate holiday party well, or on you college could, campuses. You could make free booze illegal. Um, you could, but it's those same lawmakers who would have to do that. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, wait, that's kind of the fun part of fear. Well, but but the lot of leg- legislatures, that's not allowed. You, The lobby groups or the interest groups or the mm-hmm. community groups can't come in and throw a party for free for lawmakers. That's It's illegal. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal here. It's wide open. Right. And that... It's it's crazy to me that that's still there, but it is. And I think it does contribute to bad behavior. We're going to come right back with Carmen Toft. She is the organizer of LEAD. We're going to talk more about women in politics and women in peer and the Me Too movement and the world in general. That's all coming up after this short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Fresh off the bike trail with the local news, events, and influential guests. The Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And it's 446 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. We are continuing our conversation with Carmen Toft. 
She is the or co-founder of a group called LEAD, which is Leaders Engaged and Determined, that is focused on getting more women involved in politics at the local state level in South Dakota. Uh, Carmen, we have been talking a lot about the, uh, a little bit about the culture up here and a little bit about your group. Uh, first of all, I want you to tell people how they can get involved with LEAD if they want to. Where do you, where do you go do that? Excellent. Thank you. We have a website, leadsouthdakota.org. Uh, and we also have a Facebook page. You can search Lead South Dakota. Um, if you find the town, just keep searching um, until you find us. <laughs> L-E-A-D. <laughs> it's the yep. other lead. Yeah. And um, we actually are having our one-year anniversary celebration and um, come come together meeting on November 18th from 3 to 5 p.m. at Icon Lounge in Sioux Falls. So we'd love to have you join us at that. And Say that again, November 18th? November 18th, Saturday, November 18th, 3 to 5 p.m. Okay. at Icon Lounge. Got it. And uh, that's a, that's a lot of different ways to get involved. Absolutely. Um, why do I want who who do you want? I mean, do you want me to show up there, you know, and hang out, uh, you know, and, and smooth a little bit, or what? Who Absolutely. Would you I, I would I would welcome you if you'd like to come and oh, be cool. a speaker and talk about engaging with the media. We've yeah. done that training a couple times. Sweet. Where's my? Um, I gotta check my calendar. <laughs> um, I've also had folks who. Um, Worked downtown, lived downtown, um, didn't know what happened at the banquet. And since I started this group, um, he has volunteered at the banquet. He spoke in front of the city council about bicycle safety downtown, and he's um, written his legislators about things that are important. And so that I always think of, that's perfect. That's someone who um, lives in, works in the community, but hasn't been engaging in a way that um, he could. And now he feels comfortable interacting um, in different ways, either volunteering or speaking to elected officials. And of course, you don't have to be a knee jerk crying in the beer liberal to no, get involved. All are welcome. Okay. And that um, we specifically put together our board and our leadership team um, that we're um, some are more moderate than me, uh, which is great. All, yeah. um, But we have also um, women in Pier, women in Vermilion, women in Brookings. Um, we have uh, two Native American women on our board. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to start reaching a different level of diversity. And we're not perfect. We're not yeah. there yet, but something that we're working on. The world's on. not all DNR after all. No. Yeah. Um, we actually have a couple independent um, candidates that we're interested in working with and that um, um, also serve on our board. That's outstanding. Um, so... Let's go back to Pier for a minute. Um, we talked about your op-ed that you wrote in the Argus Leader that ran what? Saturday, Sunday? It was over the weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, Tuesday. Monday. Tuesday. There you go. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you can find it out there if you go search for it. You'll find it. Um, it so the and you talked about misogyny and and all this. Now, with all the revelations that have come out here and nationwide, the Me Too movement. Do you think that that will uh, affect the attitudes in peer when f- things fire up in January or not? I don't know. I, do, I feel there are w- two things could happen. One, they will force everyone to watch a three-hour video um, about sexual harassment that everyone will make fun of and nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, or it will push um, women further to the side. If there is a man who says, I normally would have said, oh, hey, that's um, that's a great skirt. Um, what are you what are you doing this weekend as casual conversation? Mm-hmm. And that person now says, you know what? I don't want anything I say to be misconstrued. I'm no longer going to have that conversation. There's no need for idle chit chat. I don't mm-hmm. want to put myself at risk. 
And that then leaves women out of the conversation. I think it was Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Mm -hmm. Pence, who said, I'm never alone um, in a room with a woman who's not my wife. And that isn't acceptable when men hold positions of power in corporate America and in the legislature to say, I'm just never going to be alone with a woman Mm -hmm. because that then they don't have the same access to those mentors. They don't have the same access to those conversations and decision making. As human beings, we should be able to be courteous, polite without being stilted and and standoffish. One would think so. You would think so. Um, We're talking with talking, not talking. We're talking with Carmen Toft. She is the organizer, one of the organizers of LEAD, which is empowering women to get involved in politics. Um, So you were a lobbyist and you've been out to peer a lot. What did you see? What did you experience? I was, I've only ever gone to peer a couple days at a time. I either go out for a lobby day or I um, used to go for opening day of session because it's fun and everyone still likes each other. Um, <laughs> or if there is a, a particular bill that I'm really interested in. So I haven't had the experience of living away from home for weeks and months at a time. But I do know it was more fun maybe 2010, 2011, there were more women there. Mm -hmm. There were more, as we said, more women lobbyists, more women reporters. There's not um, as much of a media presence there in addition to having the female legislators. And all of that makes a difference. Um, The uh, geography that is so far away from peer from all of our population centers. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lobby day on education, it's difficult for all of those people to take the time off of work, arrange for childcare, bus into peer, and then because things don't run um, on a schedule that is set in stone, mm-hmm. all you have all those people that went to all of that trouble to show up to see the bill, and then the bill gets moved. Right. And so all of those things contribute to then you have fewer women in the audience, you have fewer constituents that are able to interact in that process. Isolation of peer is a huge problem in a lot of ways, and there's really no solution to it. Um, because until we because can, they're not going to move the capital. They're not going to move the capital to Mitchell, as I have suggested. <laughs> See, I don't even. I didn't even ask for it to be put in Sioux Falls. People think I hate everybody out there, but I say put it in Mitchell. I would even say put it in Huron, which Ooh. that's a little bit of a drive, but Mitchell's doing okay. Put it in Huron. Cut I, th- loose. I think there's still a bring it back to Yankton uh, movement? movement that's pretty popular in those parts as I well. I could get behind that. Yeah. I could get behind that. I mean, if you're living in Rapid City or uh, anywhere out there, you moved out there, you expect to have to drive. Right. <laughs> right. I kid my friends. <laughs> I kid my West River friends. It's okay. Um, so the you do you what's your response, your impression? of the public reaction to the stories. Do you, are you surprised by it? Uh, You know, what's been your thoughts these last couple of weeks? I was not surprised. Um, The, since so much started on social media, reading the comments on social media, my, my friends and the people that are in my sphere um, have been very uh, complimentary. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for coming out. I'm I'm so sad. This is something that you had to deal with. Um, I have a personal religion of not reading the comments on mm-hmm. um, news sites, and so I um, I have told that those weren't great. And even about that, the U.S. House story that you had referenced earlier in your mm-hmm. show about um, some of the comments on those on Facebook trending was saying like, why don't they name names? What do they have to hide? Are they sure it's this reason or this reason? And it was like, that's not, that's not helpful. That becomes a legal question. Right. 
and that's at some measure clouds the issue not that the legality isn't important but it keeps you sometimes from keeps you from having a discussion about the roots of the problem absolutely because then you're starting to talk about well this is what i said well this is what they said and mm-hmm. you're going back and forth and you're no longer talking about the harassment or the incident in, mm-hmm. it, in and of itself and the factors that lead up to it right carmen toft she is the organizer uh co-organizer of lead which is the uh, organization that is trying to encourage women to be actively engaged in politics. Carmen, thanks for coming in. And uh, one more time, tell people how to get a hold of your group. So leadsouthdakota.org or on Facebook, search Lead South Dakota, and then we'll see you at ICON on November 18th. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Pop in the earbuds with our free radio.